2: plushcare.com slash weight loss welcome back to part two of a discussion of stubbornness this is man baggage and i'm joined by grace campbell and johnny cochran let's stay on taste i wasn't going to do this yet but we're talking about stubbornness in the negative i will be moving on to stubbornness in the positive in a minute you might be surprised one last thing tastes themselves I think there's a point where you become stubbornly addicted to whatever look you've got. It might be Simon Cowell bootcut jeans. Boom. I'm not changing them. Simon, they've gone 15 years ago. I don't care. High waist bootcut jeans. With the spiky hair, I'm sticking to it. I'm not moving. It might be a Claudia Winkleman fringe. It might be whatever you've got. You're going to stubbornly stick to it, regardless of how you're trying. And so you should. One might argue, but you could also see how it might be a negative when you stubbornly stick to music from 2009. I've not changed my views. I've only got one author, and you see people freezing. And then, of course, they won't try different food. I don't like curry. I've never had it. Don't need it. Just fucking try it. Fuck off. Don't like foreign food. Grace, do you ever worry that you've reached that? freeze where your hair's going to stay the same your, everything's just going to stay as it is like if we saw the 80 year old you it would just be a grey version yeah, but
1: i look great so i'm not worried about any of that but like <laughs> i'm more very stubborn with music like i actually would rather we don't listen to music unless i'm choosing the music because i hate hearing other people's music taste
2: what about new music though do you entertain new music or are you like i no, do I- yeah
1: yeah no i do but in my own way So, like, if a boyfriend or, like, a friend is in my personal space and they're playing music that I don't want to listen to at that moment, even if I like the song, I'm really particular about it. I'd rather we just sit in silence than you pick the music in the car. That's why I like that I drive everywhere because I'm like, I'm driving. So it's my music.
2: So Grace is quite happy to stubbornly find a look and stick to it. So if we fast forward in the time machine, we would just see 80-year-old Grace in the pink jumper with the same hair. Well, don't you think it... I
1: look like I could be eight or I could be 80? Like my hair exactly.
2: is like... I don't know if it's safe to agree. I don't want to mess with you. And no, uh... I'm not joking.
1: From behind, like, sometimes I see women on the street and <laughs> I'm I like... to
2: hear. From behind, I could be eight or eight.
1: No, but sometimes <laughs> Carry I see on. women... <laughs> No,
3: sometimes I see women. You don't don't even know whether you're breaking a law, mate. Carry on. (laughs) Or a hip. Nice. It's true. I don't care. I still
1: look great. (laughs) But sometimes I see women from behind and I'm like, oh my God, is that me? And then they turn around and it's like Betty from up the road. And she's
2: like... <laughs> Johnny, I think men suffer with this worse, okay? Particularly when it comes to hair. If you're lucky to hang on to your hair like me and you have, it's hair freeze, I call it, where you stubbornly, people are like, come on, man. it's Russ, it's time to... to." I, I, if you Google me a year ago, different hairstyle, Google a year before that, I'm terrified. I'm like jogging on the spot for fear of stubbornly sticking to one look, one musical taste, one author. I'm having to force myself to adapt and change. But isn't it tempting, Johnny, to think, oh, I look quite good in straight leg jeans with, with this hair, and then still look like this in 50 years' time. Doesn't it terrify you, that sort of stubbornness?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I- I'm going through this, no question about it. I've had the throw, I've been rocking the fro for a while. Now, <laughs> for your wonderful audience they'll be able to see, this is relatively freshly cut. Now, when I get my hair <laughs> cut, I have to go through a stage where I don't even like, I get my hair cut to a length I don't even like it. It has to grow into a length where it's acceptable. It's like hedge-like. And I often walk out of the barbers looking like Winnie Mandela and I, <laughs> you know, and I move forward with that Winnie haircut for at least a week or 10 days before it starts to go, all oh, right, you've got a bit of bounce again. It's a bit of decent length. And, you know, I, I got into this. I was I was doing bits of kids T V when I had my fro and I was like, Yeah, this is great, you know, now as I get older and my dad, maybe I should go a bit shorter. I always stuck away from the short hair, I thought I looked a bit too much like Ashley Cole and no one wants to look like Ashley Cole. But uh that's right. but, it's quite yeah, it's
2: good looking good looking lad.
3: Uh, good enough guy. yeah, but I mean he's a bit of a twat. Yeah,
2: like some people are good looking but twats, aren't they? Look at the Canadian Prime Minister, for example. Such a shame. So handsome. Turns out he likes a bit of racist Ooh. fancy dress. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, no. So um, I do think you can get wedded to looks, but also I think you get wedded to ideas because this is where I'm heading. As you get older, you know, it, there's a difference between kind of feeling too stubborn and understanding what you perceive. You know what characterizes you as a person, as an entity. So. I might say, oh, I could adapt my hair and stuff like that. But ultimately, there are little signposts that I hang my whole personality and character and identity off. And so much of what finding a partner is when you're older is finding someone who won't make you change. They will accept you for who you are because ultimately you start to feel more comfortable with one way or another who you are. So, you, you know. That was my next question,
2: actually, Grace, because I was thinking about this just before we started speaking. And I think stubbornness is on a sort of almost an inverted bell curve. I think we're incredibly stubborn and angry when we're young, peaking between sort of teen and 25. And then it dips into a kind of, hey, man, I've learned, you know, stubbornness isn't right. I need to be flexible, adapt myself. Then as we creep towards the age our mums and dads are, a new stubbornness seems to set in. Fuck it. I know what I like now. You can fuck off. It's like there's a small window where we're not assholes between 25 and 55, and then stubbornness re-kicks in. I don't know if that's been your experience with your family, Grace. Like, I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad's always been stubborn. He's the most stubborn person. Well, I, he's definitely more stubborn than me. But that's why my parents have been together for like 45 years, and their difference between your Bill Gates guy is that actually... My dad will let things linger for too long but my mum just couldn't give a shit. Like she's just like whatever and that's why their relationship works because of my mom because she's so not stubborn and just would rather like an easy life than an argument. Whereas like if I was in a relationship with someone as alpha as my dad, it would just be chaos all the time because <laughs> neither of us would back down ever. So you
2: and you and your dad must clash a lot then. Yeah, all the time. By that sentiment. Yeah,
1: yeah. We've had some incredibly famously raging arguments go on any just in public places where go on like, about it,
2: what tell us that's too juicy you just served up a vegan steak and not explaining <laughs> no because do you
1: know what it is right and this is where it comes down to and like i get it this comes down to my stubbornness but they have this perception of me. Well, definitely when I was in my early 20s, my dad thought that I always thought I knew everything about everything when I didn't because I'm... It's like Danny DeVito and Matilda, I'm big, you're small, I'm right, you're wrong. Like my... That was my dad's opinion of me. He would be like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Stop talking about Jeremy Corbyn as if you're fucking voting for Jeremy Corbyn. That was what we argued about for a really long time because I was like 21 at the time. So I was like, you know, I'm from North London. I like... yeah. I you know, I am obviously gonna vote for Jeremy Corbyn, he's cool, he gets me and my people. And we had some insane arguments about that. And then as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at being like I'm just not even gonna have an opinion now.
2: No. <laughs> just Keir Starmer's hair gel is as far as you're allowed to go now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what you need to do is whenever you're having a big row in public with your dad, just turn around and then to everyone else passing by he might be shouting at an eight year old girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You... Or an eighty five
1: year old woman. Either way it's out of Either way is out of offense. order. Yeah. Just just
2: walk off and go stop treating me like Iraq (laughs) and um, Johnny (laughs) what about you with age do you agree with that so Grace is again arguing for the argument from personality we're all different you're either stubborn or you're not that's what works for my dad's marriage but I've definitely noticed in my family maybe not everyone but there's definitely a trend as the aunties get into their 50s and 60s of a kind of do you know what actually fuck off now that I've you know the HRT patches on the stubbornness is coming with it what do you think of that
3: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when I think about, like, I guess the planet and the habitants of the planet one way or another, it's kind of, I see it sometimes like a house party. (laughs) And, you know, we're all at this house party. Now, the older people know that they're fucking off soon, okay? (laughs) So they don't care if the hamster's going in the microwave. They don't care, which I know has happened at a house party I've been to. It's horrible, horrible, dreadful.
2: You would roast that because it's never going (laughs) to... Brown. Uh, Why would you microwave meat? Everyone knows that is not the thing to do. Sorry.
3: Keep it tender. Exactly. No, but like, (laughs) someone's done a shit in the bed and stuff like that. Out of all the stuff, because they're like, you know what, I'm driving off soon. And there's someone, some poor fucker who said, this is actually my house party. And they have to deal with the consequences when mum and dad come home. Mother, in this case, being Mother Nature coming home. And the younger generation being the ones... Who are going to have to deal with the prospect of chickens coming home to roost? So I do think that as people get older, because they are closer to the exit door, they just start going, you know what? I just I can't be bothered in evolving anymore. And don't get me wrong, this is not even you know ageist or whatever. There are plenty of old people who model themselves on being adaptable to the end and constantly Corbett. want to learn more and stuff like that. Jeremy <laughs> you know, There you go. There you go. Good man.
1: <laughs> no, to be fair, I completely did a 180 on that. I was not stubborn.
3: Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love Jess. Oh, I love him. So, sorry. I mean, it could be a different, different podcast if we go down that road. But I, I, oh, I prefer know, uh, I'm old school. <laughs> but, you know, in general, I think that I've when people get older, they tend to get more stubborn because I just think they start to look at their... Time on this mortal coil was coming to an end, so they're like, I'm not going to bother wasting time learning new things. I might as well just continue being whoever I am now, are so or not, This is, you're just getting more of the same.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer.
2: You know, Um, so we need to finish off by talking about when stubbornness might be good. I've got a couple other things first, though. Stubbornness is rigidly attached to beliefs, opinions, ideas and tastes. So that's why people can't stand anyone disagreeing with them, because disagreeing with them means disagreeing with who you are. Often something we've not really discussed yet. It's not always an opinion if I believe this, if veganism is central to my world and you're disagreeing with my meeting, you're sort of disagreeing with my life philosophy at the same time. But being stubborn might take you far in life. Not backing down from challenges, having a strong work ethic, standing up for yourself, having a lot of passion. These traits can take someone far in life as long as their hard-headedness doesn't get the better of them. Now, you see where I'm going. Political change. Could you imagine if Gandhi was a little less stubborn, if Emmeline Pankhurst has gone, you know, have probably gone far enough now. Don't bother with the king's horse to her mate. There are some situations, let's go back to our definition, showing a dogged determination not to change one's attitude or position to something, in, especially in spite of good arguments. Women's brains are weak. They can't handle the vote. There might be reasons to be stubborn. What's the right sort of stubbornness?
1: I'm not even sure that that is stubbornness. I think it's just like ambition and like a conviction in what you're doing. Because like, Obviously, you are stubborn in refusing to like retract on, I don't know, fighting for like good things like Gandhi and, you know, Mandela and all of these people. But I don't really think that's stubbornness. I think it's that you know what you're doing is right. And so you're going to be very ambitious in making that happen.
2: So but stubbornness is when there's good reasoned arguments from the other side that a lot of people, more people are agreeing with their reasoned arguments than you. That's when we're into the territory of stubbornness. Everyone's saying you're wrong and you're going, don't fucking care. I believe in it. Yeah. That's when it becomes stubbornness. We're not like part of a great movement, where we're all moving together. It starts with, I mean, just Johnny, at the moment, at the time of recording, there's people sat on the M25. Now, the cause is good, but that's where stubbornness has gone too far. They're blocking ambulances, people with babies in the car. So you can see there
3: is a line there. What do you think of it? Well, you know, this is the whole point, isn't it? It's around perspective. And I get what Grace is saying, but. You know, ultimately, when we talk about stubbornness or doggedness or determination, they're just the same thing, but different people describing them. Because at the end of the day, to one person you're being stubborn and to another person you're being determined. It's the same thing with one person's terrorist is another freedom fighter. Mm. It depends on your perspective. What I think the key is, is to not be stubborn over things that you're not completely convinced on. To use a poker terminology... If you are willing to go all in with your hand on that subject, then you, there's nothing that should stop you being stubborn. For instance, we think about family. That's one of the most emotive subjects. If it's something like you've got to fight for your family's health or, you know, prosperity, you should, there's nothing that should stop you being that stubborn when there are plenty of organisations that might be like, oh, no, your child can't get into this good school or, oh, no, we're not going to give you the health No, be stubborn, be determined, keep going for it. If it's oh, I want to park in that parking space and someone else has gone in there and I'm going to block them in, in a supermarket. No, you're a twat. So Mm. work out what you want to go all in on. And sometimes realise that it's better to fold your cards and deal with other things further down the line. And that's the key to when stubbornness can be useful. And at other times, it's the key to a good and um, prosperous character is knowing when to Seed your hand and uh, listen to others' advice. You really saw this split in the the, the
2: sort of year, year and a half we just had, didn't you, Grace? I mean, there were some people like, you will not make me wear a mask. You will not make me stay in. I value my freedom. Fuck you. I'm 30 years old. I'm minus 5% body fat. I'm just a skeleton, therefore I can't get ill. Fuck off. And, 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 of course, the leadership, Boris, Britain is open for business. We will not be closing our borders. Like... We've seen a division between stubborn people and people like me willing to go, oh, that's the new rule, is it? I can walk but not stop, which was genuinely the law for two weeks at one point. You may walk but not stop. Try that with a five-year-old child. (laughs) I want to pick a daisy, daddy. Keep moving. You're going to get us both (laughs) fucking shot. (laughs) I just adapted. Does that make me a spineless twat? Should I stubbornly stuck to my values or what? This
1: is what Johnny's saying. It's like pick your battles. I don't think those people like refusing to wear masks are stubborn. I think they're wrong. Like that's why it's all about perception. I don't think that that's like a good fight they're fighting. I think they just have the wrong facts and are making decisions that are going to harm other people. So I don't think that's stubbornness. I just think they like, yeah. But I do feel like at the moment, I don't know if this comes back to like a willingness to not be stubborn, but one of the things I'm trying to do all the time is like, follow people online who are like anti-vax and anti-mask to try and understand what is going through their heads rather than Mm. just shutting it down and being like... So actually, I think that's me not being very stubborn because I like to engage in it to really understand like where they're coming from so that I can feel like I could properly talk to them. I think maybe that's me becoming less resolute. Do
2: you think... Sorry, going just back to relationships because that's where we focus a lot. Do you think stubbornness can be quite attractive? I'm just like thinking back. Sometimes I quite like it. We go into a hotel, things aren't right with a room but I probably would just fucking make up with it whereas Lindsay would stay there until she turned into like a Pompeii concrete statue until we were upgraded or had our room changed and no amount of breakfast vouchers or nothing would be enough I just went to Ibiza with the lads right my aircon wasn't working in fucking Ibiza I get sweating full of vodka and I was fucked and I was fobbed off with a breakfast wristband did I get out for breakfast once of course I didn't now Lindsay would have been like, "You move rooms right now, or you refund the expensive <laughs> suite we paid for because we're not using half of the- it." And she just would not. And that to me is very attractive. I yeah. can unleash the stone warrior.
1: But I think that's it's attractive to certain people. So like I'm like that in loads of ways, and some people love that about me, and other people find it incredibly irritating because they don't like a fuss being kicked up. They don't like a scene being caused. So I just think that's so down to like compatibility mm. and taste.
3: I agree. It's different personalities will gel in those different ways. I do like the idea of Russell Kane in a Ibiza hotel sweating, just imagining a scene with Lindsay there with a chambermaid getting <laughs> yeah. lashings because the room is up and you're like, I want her here. Well, this is the
2: point. I, I was on the lads trip. I mean, I was fucking lateral flowing every half hour because I wasn't sure why I was sweating. <laughs> you don't want to wake up sweating in a foreign country because you're like, oh god, I'm quarantine hotel. We can feel it. I can feel it coming. But do, do you know what I mean, Johnny? You say that, Grace, about oh, it's it's attractive because you like it. I'm attractive, but I also don't like a fuss being kicked up. So I unleash yeah, the just soldier. Love but Lindsay, then I hide then? I hide you know no I mean? no 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 no. I hide in the pot plant or around the corner while she does it. I don't stand there going, yeah, that's my woman, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, take it. I go, Lindsay, the room's hopped, and then I run and cover under a table like a bomb's about to go off. So it's, it's not even that it's attractive, it's like utilitarian. Almost. Well, but
1: you know what it is? It's like <laughs> that I've been working with a man recently, he's like a middle aged man. And basically, Your dad.
2: What have you been doing with your dad Not my dad. Not my dad.
1: (laughs) But whenever we speak, yeah, I'm very direct and I'm so good at asking for money. I have been since I was, like, much younger. It's, like, my favourite thing is helping other people know how to ask for money and, like, to say what you want. So I always, whenever I speak to him, I'm really good at saying, this is how much I want to be paid. And he says to me he's really scared of me and he always says it because I'm very just direct with that. And it makes me then be like... Why are you scared? Like, what is it about me that's scared? He's always like, Oh, God, you're being really scary today. Like, we'll get on Zoom and I'll be like, Why haven't you got back to my agent? Like, I'm not going to do this call till you go forward. And like, but he gets terrified a bit. So I think it actually makes some men, not all, it makes them
2: shrivel mm. up a bit inside and feel mm. like an outsider. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you're not asking for equal pay now, now, now. I could just hear noise, silence. <laughs> Don't worry your pretty head about coinage, my dear. What about you, Johnny? You attracted to stubbornness. Is your missus a bit of a... If the chicken... Like, I probably would cut into a raw chicken breast and and like, you know what? It's just a bit of blood. Let's not cause a fuss. People will film it on YouTube. It'll be tagged with grimy complaints in a restaurant. Whereas yeah. Lindsay would be like, excuse me, waiter, thank you. We will not be paying. We will not be moved. We've been removed from a restaurant. <laughs> Literally removed because Lindsay found a hair in her food. She wouldn't back down. Um, the manager accused us of putting the hair in to get a free meal and that was... it." fucking went off like italian blood feud off whereas <laughs> i would rather just pretend it was my even though i was with my bald father-in-law and i had like it clearly wasn't one of our hairs but lindsey just went back down to the point we were removed from the restaurant attractive or not attractive
3: i'm with you like i i am um, the thing is is i i am incredibly stubborn over certain things but um for something like that if it's restaurant if it's complaints. I just don't see the point. I just can't be bothered, do you know what I mean, with the issue. But sometimes when Alex digs in, I'm like, "Do you know what? That's my girl. Yeah. Go on. You tell her. You tell her." You know what I mean? And like you say I'm peeking over That's her shoulder it. like, "Yeah, yeah, listen to what she says." <laughs> um but no, of course, you know, because I think when you reflect on your own couple, it's always nice to feel like in terms of your combined pie chart, you've got all areas covered. Do you know what I mean? And there's some things like taking the bins out, which I seem to be an expert in. That's why I'm constantly dowed with that responsibility. But when it comes to restaurant complaints or trip advisors, that's her department and she does a very good job in it. So, you know, some areas of stubbornness I think can be attractive. As long as no one's being rude out of it. I, I just sometimes it's nice to know that your teammate is not going to let people take the piss out of us. Do you know what I mean? So, What a great note to end on. Before we go, I should probably find out if there's anything you both want to plug. Grace, I'm
2: sure everyone now wants to know where they can get your resources about getting money and learning how to get paid.
1: <sighs>
3: oh, I want to know where I can get a vagina bowl. Yeah, exactly. Are you, <laughs> are, you mate, are you making them?
1: Am I making them? I wish. I'm very unartistic.
3: You've got to be really careful what dips you put
2: in a vagina bowl. Otherwise, you know... <laughs> it's sweet potato or nothing, by yeah, the sounds of it.
1: But- <laughs> and I use it to put all my narcotics in. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: lovely grace so anything you want to plug
1: yeah my book my book amazing disgrace of course. yeah that's a really good book it's
3: just come out in paperback
2: awesome and uh, johnny is there any new series of your dad podcast how's your father is, is, have got it right? how's your father
3: yep. podcast yep you were the first guest on that Indeed. um so we will plug it check that out if you haven't already it's about all aspects of fatherhood i'm also doing the arsenal opinion podcast if you're an arsenal fan or football in general check that out and uh, you can follow me on all my socials at I Johnny Cochrane. guys thank you very
2: much um, I said 45 minutes we've been going 45 minutes 16 seconds I will stubbornly stick to the schedule even if we were mid-flow I would cut you off to idiotically stick to something I'd pre-decided in advance. Thank you very much to Grace Campbell and Johnny Cochran. If you've come here as fans of one of today's guests, please do hit subscribe and go back through previous episodes. Leave a good review. Don't leave a bad one. Otherwise, I'll come round your house and shit through your letterbox. I saw it once at a party. Delicious hamster as well. See you next (laughs) time. Bye.